Yo, reality, your boy from Hackney, aka Black Guy in Your Neighborhood, aka my mother's favorite rapper, and this is the In Your Neighborhood podcast, baby. baby. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. We have returned. The In Your Neighborhood podcast, your boy reality, Black Guy in Your Neighborhood, um, your boy from Hackney. Mother's favorite rapper, allegedly. Um, so last week we were working behind the scenes. I was doing a bit of stuff, you know what I mean. Um, however, Sounds we're back dodgy, now. Mate. Sounds dodgy, being very ominous there. Listen, all will be revealed. <laughs> however, I was just saying, actually, saying to myself, I said, self. Why are you so selfish? Because every time we start this podcast, I introduce myself, I introduce my guests, but I never ask my guests how they're feeling. Do you know what I mean? No, you, you just don't care, do you? No, no, I don't, I don't give a fuck. However, as you can see, if you're watching this, Beezy's turned into a Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> The neighborhood has definitely been gentrified. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, yes, we've got a new guest in the building with us. Would you like to introduce yourself, John? Yeah, I'm uh, John Ramsey and uh, write about rap and stuff. I think that's, that's be all and end all of it, isn't it? I like the uh, the description. I write about rap and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. I sometimes film YouTube videos about rap and stuff and occasionally people watch them and other times people don't and nah nah you need to give yourself more credit <laughs> than that i'm not having that what yesterday john was telling me that he he um there's a video about denzel curry on his on his youtube website that has how many views it was 14k yesterday and it's 22 now so it's like the americans overnight are kind of pushing it which is good but it'd been up for two months and had like 1.9. So I don't understand YouTube really. It just sometimes things just pick Fall up. Fall into the algorithm down there and then yeah, yeah. the way it goes. <laughs> how, much, how much has the slow tie one got though? It's 130. Look at that humble now. brag. Look at this humble yeah. brag. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one, that one was wild. I, I didn't expect that. Nice Crazy. Man. Filmed it on my phone as well, so it shows it's nothing to do with like gear or money or like investing in it. You just film Wait. yourself chatting shit. You weren't paying for views. I wasn't paying for views. No. <laughs> okay, okay. We believe you. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyway, so so just a quick. Oh yeah, forty. I didn't even ask you how you're feeling. <laughs> how I'm you feeling? Do it by now. <laughs> I didn't even introduce anyone. Okay, black guy in your neighborhood. We got four zero, and now we got John Owen, um, in place of BZ. We're just gonna be subbing them in, subbing them out. We're gonna be doing Callum Hudson Adoyce every, maybe every week. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe during this podcast, we'll just sub someone off. Maybe mid pod, mid pod. Like if you're not performing well, even me, I have to assess my performance. You know what I mean? I'm a bit rusty, you know, in the <laughs> podcast game. Oh yeah. But that's a good segue. Me and Jono were part of a um a well, sh- short-lived 
Um, yeah. Moderately successful, I would say. Controversial, definitely controversial. Uh, podcast called Hip Hop Hangover Podcast. Yeah. And that was more based on Northeast music. And yeah, that was try- the biggest mistake. Yeah, we tried to do a little something. And uh, I think I think we were a bit naive going into it, really. And just, yeah, it, I loved it. But at the same time, it was a disaster. Yeah. I mean, it's... I thought from- it was interesting, me. <laughs> Some I of it was. It, but I think it's just a small audience base, isn't it? Just yeah. Just people who yeah. like Northeast hip hop. Yeah. I think you had to cut down the like the content of it between kind of the Jerry Springer stuff and the actual interest in you know discussion. Yes. There's a I bit mean, of both. I mean thought he was on the first episode. He was, that's what's that's what's interesting. So it's kind of like full circle. I mean, yeah, it's it's like this brings a tear to my eye that we've reunited this way. Fresh. <laughs> looking better, living life better. I mean, yeah. that, that podcast, just to briefly for anyone who didn't listen to it, or even if people did listen to it, um, started off not that quite smooth. We, we peed a lot of people off from the first episode. <laughs> and then it just went from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it, it was kind of my fault as, as I, I knew the things that we were talking about were going to, you know, ruffle feathers, but I guess that was that was the point. That was the point. You gotta start a debate, but not to that extent, not to the extent of yeah, it, it like I say, it got a bit it got a bit Jerry Springer to yeah. a degree. It became like a Jeremy Kyle platform when people would come in, air the grievances, <laughs> then the next person that had been, you know, talked about would want to yeah. come on next to then <laughs> touch chat shit about that person. So it, it would have just went on. It just would have gone on and then we would have been like, we would have had our own talk show, you know. Maybe. We, we maybe. had we had sponsors. We, we Well, sponsors, quotation Yeah, they didn't marks. give us any money. They just, no money, but, you know. They, we mentioned them and they sometimes shared <laughs> our stuff. I think really? that was as far as it two, went, really. Two for one Wednesdays. We used to mention that on our pod, something along those lines. Two I for guess. one Wednesdays. What was that? <laughs> was that about, was that the dude that sold nuts or something? Let's go on to our first topic of the day. Jono, you might not be familiar, but on this podcast, we don't just talk. We break down topics. We delve into topics. Hmm. And today, on our top three, that's one of our topics, you know, top three. (laughs) We're talking about hip-hop producer duos. So, I'll give you a second to delve into your mind. Second up. Producer duos like the Neptunes or producer and MC. Producer and MC, sorry. Yeah. Producer and MC duos. Sorry about that, guys. Right, okay. Hip hop producer and MC duos. Um, so I'll give you another second, seeing as I got the name wrong. That's <laughs> it. Your name, your your time's up. Okay. <laughs> and okay. I'm gonna begin. Um, Eminem and Dre. Yeah. No, um, forgot about Dre, guilty conscience. Real Slim Shady. What else have we got? My name is. I think they're moderately successful, I would say. <laughs> Eminem and Dre. I, mean, I don't want to downplay them, but you know, Eminem and Dre, that's my number one. Is Em and Dre the best combination with Dre, though? I think Easy's listening to this shouting um, Snoop Dogg and Dre, which you yeah. could have an argument for. 
but it's debatable. It's unless, debatable. Unless Snoop and Dre's in your in in your top three anyway. Nah. Are you going to nah. say number two, Snoop and Dre? Nah, nah. Sorry about that. Snoop. And then number three, Easy E and Dre, and it just turns out you're a <laughs> you're a Doctor Dre super fan. And then, and then, and then just honourable mention, N.W.A. and Dre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tupac and Dre. Well, Tupac and Dre. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another one actually. However, all of those aren't in my top three. I'm sorry, guys. Um, we have one that's that's dear to my heart. We have Cassidy and Swiss Beats. And that's another debatable one I can see by Forty's face. Um, there was DMX and Swiss Beats, wasn't there? There was. There was. And that one I think is I debat- would choose, I'd choose DMX for a, a, a MC producer duo over yeah. Cassidy. But I mean... I know you, you like your word playing it, T. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Cassidy's the one that um, taught me a bit of, or inspired me to write a bit of wordplay, even as corny as they were. When you look back on it, like a lot of people weren't doing wordplay back then, like him anyway. Yeah. I mean, what I guess. Of, what kind improved. of corny bars was he coming with? Have you got any for us? Oh, I, I got a, was I got a people, du- uh, come with I got, hotel. I got a double bed once to sleep on, the other ones to get my freak on. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually good, you know, when I think about it. But um, he was, that was the collab with He Who Must Not Be Named. <laughs> <Voldemort. On> the, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> the boogeyman but from actually he is actually a boogeyman anyway let's move on quickly from that let's just move on quickly from that um what was my number three? Oh, i should have done my research properly so i had Mdre, cassidy swiss beats and yes jay-z and kanye west Mm. The black I'm just, album. I'm just trying to create some conversation in this in this pod right now. But for me, I, I can't argue with Kanye and Jay Z. Kanye and Jay Z is like it's a it's lethal a clear, combination, classic combination. But Every track. Personally, I liked Cameron and Kanye. I know they didn't make as much music together, mm-hmm. but Cameron and Kanye, like Purple Haze, the album was my favorite album for about four years and some of the some of the tracks on there smashed it this is i can't where, argue with jay-z and kanye this is where me and Forty like clash because i can't i can't i can't stand an album of cameron rapping i don't know he's like it's funny but <laughs> it's funny i don't i don't know man i can't stand an album of him rapping and Cameron, if you're listening to this, I respect what you've done for hip hop and everything. Don't shoot. <laughs> but but um yes, Jay-Z and Kanye West. H H to the Izo, V to the Ize. We got Lucifer. I'm a Christian though. Um, we got Diamonds of Sierra Leone, the remix. I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man. <laughs> oh god. That's one, that's one of the most creative lyrics. It's like, you know, in the Bible where you have um, Jesus wept. Yeah. That was, that's a verse like Jesus wept. So clear, so concise. It's the emotions in it. He's not a business, man. He's a business. Man. Anyway, I'll stop. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's definitely standing over here. 
to, you know, you know, I'll be honest, I think I discussed it on Hip Hop Hangover podcast and on this podcast. Jay Z for me is a debatable, the one of the best rappers. Debatable. What, yeah. like, you think he's overrated or you think he's underrated? Or, or? This is gonna ruffle feathers, but it's now John knows here, I've got my confidence back. Like, Jay-Z, when people were saying, oh, he's the GOAT, he's the GOAT, he's the GOAT, I was like, is he though? However, you can argue because of his longevity that he probably is, but I wouldn't just say he is the GOAT. I, I think this is a whole different topic and it could, it, it get, might be. It could get deep, but yeah. I think for what he's done, yeah. people consider him the GOAT, but if you're just looking at him as a rapper... For me, he's he's probably not even top five. You, you see, so like that's like at least forty is in the same boat with me. So forty might catch this smoke too. If, if we've got good. some Jay Z fans listening, nah, I, I think I basically agree. I mean, I don't find myself listening to a lot of Jay Z kind of. Yeah. Maybe it's um ever. Maybe it's past our time. Like if we'd watched Jay Z like closely from when from the nineties and seen him grow. To what he is now, then you could actually understand why people consider him like the greatest of all time. Mm. From like Biggie's sidekick to like every like the guru of hip hop, like a, a billionaire, rap billi- billionaire, arguably businessman, businessman. His his success has been bred by his success. Yeah, because. Yeah. It's it is the business moves, isn't it? And it's the 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 way he's gone about things. Yeah. And he's just been able to keep himself relevant in that way. Um, yeah, but like I said, I, I think that's a, that's another topic. That's another topic, yeah. but we'll just be going down this loophole. <laughs> okay, who wants to go next? Top three MC John producer duos. I can I can go next. Um, I wanted to. I, I kind of thought you lot would go more old school, and I wanted to kind of bring it. Bring it more modern, even oh, great. going to some UK stuff. So, I, I, in no particular order. I mean, um, I don't know if you have you heard of M1 on the beat. He's yeah. Yeah. drill producer. a lot yeah. of drill. Him with anyone in the UK drill scene. I mean, he must have done beats for you know everyone. And I think he's just kind of really dominated that sound, and like he needs a lot of credit for making UK drill as popular as it is today because his mm-hmm. beats are just insanely cold like and I watched a video like a breakdown of how he makes them and he was just sat in this bare bedroom with like a little laptop not even like a not even a keyboard or anything just kind of you know <laughs> it, it looks such uh you know nothing set up like versus the songs he's actually made um yeah I just think he's incredible and in terms of the UK right now, deserves a lot of credit for pioneering the sound or at least popularising the sound. Yeah. Uh, well, to be honest, Jono, I'm going to let you off because you're it's your first time on the pod today. Um, but we like specifics here on oh, well, the In Your Neighbourhood okay. podcast. I'll go M1 on the beat and Morrison then because they don't miss like, at okay. all. Okay. But okay. when you put those two together, Morrison and M1 on the beat. 
Okay. As a sort of current, you know, top three, not of all time particularly, but like right yeah. now. Um, 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 I like to be transparent as well. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I never heard of Morrison, but you know, Morrison, I'm sure he's a nice, I'm sure he's a um, nice guy. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if he's a nice guy particularly. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> he's trying to save look, my life. Look him up after this. Look him up after this. Yeah. Um, he's from London. White dude with a little little perm. Doesn't look like he should be doing drill, but does oh, very well. Okay, okay. So it's um, one of those. Yeah, like a kind of, I don't know. Oh, he shouldn't be there. Well, I can spit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I, I, think, you mean. Yeah. I think he's quite well known for... Um, Extracurricular activity. Yeah, he what, claims, like table tennis and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He claims he made a meal <laughs> doing what you're doing in the pharmacy game. Oh, rapping. Um, Those ventilins are quite, you know. Yeah, <laughs> they're quite dear. <laughs> anyway, what's your what's your second one, John? Oh, like I say, like you've mentioned it. I can't get away from Dre and Eminem as well because that was just you know what. I was kind of initially brought in on. I, yeah. I, re- I can't get over it and I can't, you know, let it slide. So it's got to be Dre and Eminem for my, like, real all-time number one. Yeah. Like, undisputed, just for me and, you know, the impact they had on me. It's exactly. got to be. Yeah, and and um, just a disclaimer, guys, this is... Don't do drugs, obviously. Um, no. I'm a pharmacist. I've seen the effects sometimes. However, Eminem... Pre-2001, when he was, you know, very much into the drug game. Yeah. Was one of the best rappers alive, um, arguably. After he got off the drugs and got sober, personally, I feel he went on on a decline. Not in his life, obviously, but as a rapper. So, but yeah, don't do drugs. It might just have been the way his career was was going anyway. Like, it's hard to tell whether it was... You yeah, know, the drugs are just like the natural kind of life cycle of of things. I I hate seeing the way you know people go on about Eminem online now because he was cool for you know more than a decade and suddenly yeah. now he's, he's become like, he's, he's become the punchline of just the a joke. clown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's what people just take the piss out of for yeah. no reason. And these same people would have grown up listening to listening to him, but yeah. because he's not cool now it's yeah. cool to take the piss out of Eminem and you know I think, I think at the end of the day um, people it, online are, are just followers man yeah exactly yeah I mean in, you are literally following others yeah. <laughs> so we're all just sheep so anything yeah. that's gonna make you part of a gang per se you're just gonna jump on it so it's, it's now like the trend yeah to not like Eminem not like Eminem and you know people don't <laughs> want to feel left out oh let's diss him too when lyrically, if you look back, even now, I mean, I was discussing this with 40 on that. Um, he brought out deluxe version of that 50 track album that he brought. I, I, I didn't have the music, heart to listen music to. to me murdered by. Yeah, yeah. Like it literally almost killed me because it was I'll, so long ago. <laughs> no, but, for, but, but, but 40 said this track, this track, this track, listen. I was like, this, he's still good. He's not the Eminem that I know, but he might. Be and that's actually better lyrically than he was. He's not uh, saying as much shock value stuff. Yeah, but he might be as better lyrically than he like was. Is is more technically? Yeah, 
He's he's better technically, right? But yeah, yeah, always, I know what. Yeah, doesn't always what make better music, does it? That's nah. that's the issue. I think he's hung up and still trying to prove a point that he doesn't need to prove anymore. You know, I know. Like, I can go faster. I can go one step further beyond. It's like we already know you're good, and I think that kind of takes over his head. Yeah, in terms of making yeah. the music, it's all about still proving how technically proficient he is, and it kind of the songs then go to the wayside because he's too busy thinking about the actual core rap element of it. He's like a rapper's rapper now, I suppose. Exactly. And it's it's a far cry from the I just don't give a F Eminem. Like he literally didn't give an F and he was he was more interesting. Now he's just trying maybe trying to people please, but we can't get into Marshall's head. Anyway, number three, number three journal, what you got? Oh well, this one this one was obvious. It's it's reality and forty. Oh it's my gosh! It's Don't blow be. us up! Don't gas us no, up like gotta this. Gotta this be. wasn't planned, guys. This wasn't it planned. <laughs> if I'm doing this and I'm linking it to kind of parts of my life and what got me into certain music and and whatever else, I, I couldn't say that you two didn't help. You know, get me into northeast hip hop, so to speak, and yes. that whole scene. And, and like you, you you were playing some tunes yesterday, and it just took me right back to kind of four years ago and then hearing the project with you two together as well. And yeah, I mean, you definitely did play a massive part in getting me in and getting me listening to what was happening in the region. 100%. Oh, thanks, man. That, thanks, that, man. That means a lot, actually. Um, I was going to shed a tear, but you know, I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Men can cry too. Don't, don't they take can. that too they literally. Can. But yeah, thanks a lot, man. I don't know what more to say about that. Um, thought you got anything? No, but it's good to know that, you know, there's people out there that, that actually enjoy the music. Yeah, that's that actually, I do have something to say as per usual. Um, <laughs> um, with, with that, even if it's one or two people, I think, I don't think people understand how much it means to an MC and a producer or them individually when you, you even have one person like always liking your stuff on instagram or commenting on your stuff or saying oh this this influenced me for example or this helped me at a certain time because when you're just writing it you're just thinking about oh we need to get this beat right i need to make sure i'm rapping in time i need to (laughs) i need to make sure the metaphors are good at least to satisfy yourself but when it's Mm. helping people outwards then it means a whole lot more however like don't don't um, rappers or producers who are listening to this don't get stuck on trying to people please because people will come to you yeah. anyway enough of that serious stuff 40 what you got who's your top right do you know what I did I, I stick with kind of just the hip hop side of things because yeah. I was trying to think and for just the top three I was looking at the UK side some of the grime stuff some of the drill stuff and I thought, I'm just going to keep this hip-hop. And, and as much as I listen to a bit of UK hip-hop, I've just got US hip-hop in mind. Okay. So, you know, we can talk about grind producers and things like that another day, maybe. Yeah. Because um, I've got plenty of thoughts on that. But for me, so number three would be Redman and Eric Sermon. Mm-hmm. So from Muddy Waters to Doxa Name, Malpractice, there's always a ton of Eric Sermon production, a red man. He smashes any beat, but I just think Eric Sermon's production works well with him. Um, 
you know, I think it goes with, it can kind of have serious lines in there or whatever, but it sounds fun and there's yeah. always a bit of funk in it as well. Um, you know, for, you know, 40, it's yeah. Redman and Eric Sermon, because I remember my secondary school days, um, mm-hmm. were, they, were they the ones that uh, made a React, you know, with the Asian, yeah, Asian sample? I remember yeah, M- MTV Bass back then. Do you remember MTV, MTV Bass, John? Yeah, every morning I had it on before school. I MTV mentioned it in the, the Tiny Temper video, actually, because that's, yeah, yeah, every morning. Those were good times, man. I just remember Hot in Here by Nelly being one of the staples of that, and then I, you, you know, used to watch it in secret. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway. I, remember, I remember Justin Bieber one time. You see, that was my era. On MTV Bass? On MTV Bass, when he was first coming through, yeah, 100%. Oh, we watched we watched different MTV bases. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> I got a bit of that and a bit of Tiny Temper and a bit of End Dubs. That was what my mornings, you know. What oh I mean? yeah, End Dubs. Yeah, that was the 20, 2009, 2010, 2008 kind of MTV oh. base. Oh yeah, that's when it was pop rap. De- it was on the decline. Yeah, you what's your number two? <laughs> number two. Talking about MTV bass, when I was watching MTV bass, there was a lot of Missy Elliott. So yeah. it's got to be Missy Elliott and Timberland. Yeah. Um, you know, I think probably, what, 2001, two, three, mm. Missy Elliott was running it. Uh, she was. And all People don't give her enough stuff. credit. They don't give Missy Elliott enough credit. I mean, it might not be the most kind of lyrical or, or you know, traditional hip-hop, but... Um, you know, I, I don't think things could stick as boom bap forever. And uh, Timberland definitely was switching up with the beats and Missy Elliott was just in her own lane. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's my number two. Yeah. And then number and the, vi- one, the videos for Missy Elliott. Sorry, sorry to cut yeah, you Yeah, yeah. The, no, the, the videos. videos were different. Yeah. They were different, man. What's Black your number three? Spend their money on videos, wasn't it? Exactly. Um, my number one. Or number oh, number three, one. Whichever, whichever, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Where we're doing it, <laughs> got to be mad villain. Um, okay. Rest in peace. As always, when someone passes away, more people get to hear about them, which is great. So there's loads of people onto it now, um, and and it's just good that that more people can hear how great that duo was as an album. It's just it just it did something different, you know. That there's other kind of real hip hop duos obviously been out there for years and 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 doing kind of similar formulas and and uh i mean to each other everyone was doing very similar formulas um but but in terms of what that did it just created something different it had a different feel the whole kind of comic side of it um yeah it was completely unique for me um and i just think that the mix of mad libs beats dooms dooms lyrics wordplay uh flow yeah, it's got to be my, my number one. Yeah. I think um, you you showed me some, because I won't lie, I wasn't really a big, big into MF Doom. Then you showed me his, um. this was actually, what's ironic, it was the night before he passed away. Like we found out he passed away, mm. the public, because he passed away like a few months before the public found out. And you showed me one of, you said, oh, um, Forty said to me, MF Doom, like, his might be one of the best in terms of multi-syllabic rhyming. And then he showed me something. He, he sent it to me, and it was like, nearly every word was rhyming. <laughs> That's, I, I, 
was looking at it, it's like, this is crazy. I can't do this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not going to even attempt it. Then the next day we found out he passed away, which yeah, was, was which was scary. Mm. Yeah. Because he never came to my mind like that. I knew, I know MF Doom, like, they love him underground. They love him. But yeah, he, like I never got him to him. Yeah, I have to be honest. I know this is like, I never got him to him. But I will now, which is a shame, but I will now. So and I think peace. the thing the thing with the, the Mad Villainy album, it is one of them that if you're someone who enjoys an album and you listen front to back, that it, it's great for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that's that's definitely my number one. Our next topic, we're calling it What on Earth? Or shall I say, What on Earth? That's how I'm <laughs> going to introduce it. That's... And here we talk about what's viral, what's going on in the world, what maybe the Twitter sphere is talking about. We delve into these topics. We break them down. We dissect them. First topic we're talking about on this What on Earth? segment is the woman with chest hair. Yeah, yes. I, I don't know what this is. There I is mean, I know what it is when you say it, but I don't know what it, what the story is. <laughs> okay, let me that quick, viral. Let me quickly. That, that John has not even seen it. <laughs> to be fair, I hadn't until you mentioned it. I know we let spoke me... before the pod about it, and uh, you sent me the article. Yeah, so you're gonna get quick... my raw reaction here, like unfiltered. So, <laughs> let me quickly read this excerpt. It says, "A young woman has shared her joy after finally learning to accept." Her very hairy, this is in quotation marks, self. Esther Calixte Bia, forgive me if the um, pronunciation was wrong, from Montreal, Canada, you know, Drake and then Mandé, has decided to ditch her razor and embrace the hair all over her body. You know, she's enjoying herself, which has previously left her feeling depressed and at times even suicidal. She's 24. She leaves all the hair on her chest and on her armpits. You know, she just wants to be free. And she says she's embraced her sexuality. How do you feel, guys? Would you be, would you, let's go straight to the point. And this one is going to be a controversial one. Would you date a girl with a hairy chest? Maybe not, but that's, that's on me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all for her doing whatever she likes and whatever makes her feel better. And, you know, her mental health is a priority. And if I don't like that, then, you know, fuck me, I suppose. Yeah. You know, like... What, what, what if you're with a girl, yeah, and then at night, yeah, she's like, oh, here, Jono, lay on my bosom. Yeah. And then your head's there and you're like, wait a minute, I thought I was laying on my bosom. This feels kind of cushiony, like kind of prickly. Do you realise, wait a minute, <laughs> this woman's chest is hairy what do you do then what do you do in that situation um what do i do in that situation i hope i might have noticed previously like prior to getting to that stage but i don't know maybe, maybe i'd just bring it up maybe i'd just ask about it just just attack it head on and, and not skirt <laughs> head on, on it and literally say, yeah and just say you know what's what's crack <laughs> and we just go from there I'm trying to be open-minded and, and, you know, an open person. But personally, if I, I knew beforehand, it's not something I'd be into. Yeah. But then again, that's that's on me. That's not, that's on, on, her. John, it's not John, on her to change. Jono's the bad person here. For, I'm ignorant. <laughs> 40. Dating a girl with hairy chest. 
Yeah, I think I think you're setting us up here, bro. You're you're, you're saying <laughs> you're saying one thing, and then you're kind of like, would you date someone with a hairy chest? That that's not the point. You know, if, if anyone's seen the picture of this woman, she's got quite a hairy chest. You know, I, I know guys with with less hair on the chest. Mate, I've got um, no hair on my chest. <laughs> I mean, choice. Or... You know. Yeah, I, I can't grow it. <laughs> but I haven't reached puberty yet. It's it's not in my preferences. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, to be with a woman with with you know like that hairy of a chest, but um, there's people out there for everyone, and you know there's there's guys out there who who are into it. I mean, if there's people out there like you know I don't know being shat on and stuff, <laughs> then what's a bit of hair? You know, people do have their own preferences, um, and. You know, I don't want to be here saying what people should or shouldn't do, and and women grow hair. Yeah, I think the, exactly. the issue is, is you know, we live in this society where at the minute, the the desirable um, consensus is that women should be completely smooth. That's true. Yeah. You know, and uh, I I guess it's it's a bit strange. I mean, there's there's hygiene reasons potentially for for people shaving i don't know about the chest or the legs you know maybe maybe other areas um might make things a little bit more hygienic to 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 shave for example but uh you know we we we've normalized women having to adhere to a certain standard it's probably quite a lot of effort for them uh, that's you know, true. I would, that's I would imagine true. there's times where women are just like, "Fuck me, we got to spend all this time shaving all this off." So I get where the the girls coming from and just being like, "No, I want to be me." I mean, us men don't have to do it, do we? Exactly. Yeah. That's true. And then women are held to a higher standard in terms of just pressure in terms of social media, for example. And we have to commend this woman for being like, "F it, yeah, let me grow out this hair. Might even get a weave on it." to piss you haters off. <laughs> Speaking of hair, Tory Lanez. Oh, wow. That was a great segue. <laughs> that was excellent. Did you see the picture, Jono? No, but I'll get it up now, actually, just to... Let's see your reaction when you get up uh, while, just... to... while I Tory talk to Lanes. 40 about this. <laughs> hair transplant. 40, man. Would you ever get a hair transplant? Nah. Nah, man. You know what? Personally, I don't want you to get a hair transplant. You know why? Let me explain why. It's going to decrease your performance. And let me expand on that. I mean performance in terms of <laughs> beats. Sorry, that that got way, that got a bit fruity there. Performance in terms of beats, that still sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, it does sound good. In terms of instrumentals, oh, okay? Yeah. From what I've seen in my life experience, it started off with Wayne Rooney when he got his hair transplant. His performances on the pitch exponentially went lower. That's number one. Number two, and this is a recent one, Sadio Mane. And this is very recent, very topical. Um, I'm thinking, this guy's hairline doesn't start behind his ears anymore. What's going on here? Then I realise he's got a bit of a quiff. Sadio Mane has been getting the hair transplant. I'm, I'm convinced his performances on the pitch have exponentially got worse 
well in terms of Liverpool's performances as well, but that's not the point. Sadio Mane is not performing anymore. Now, we have Tory Lanes, gets a head transplant, fantastic. Shoots Megan the Stallion in the foot. He wiling. He wiling. Is, I is think he, he's wilding or he's wilying? Because I don't know. Say somebody's wilying now because he uh-huh. kind of went crazy too. <laughs> Um, I think the hair transplant messes with some neurons in the brain. It rewires some stuff where you start going mad. You don't start performing to the expectations you're supposed to. Apart from LeBron, LeBron because he's just like an, an alien. So he's an anomaly. We won't talk about that. But I've given you three strong examples of men with hair transplants that aren't performing to the best of their capabilities Anyway, John, have you seen the picture? Yeah, so is it just the one where he's got like a pretty standard hair transplant? Are we talking about the braids? No, there's what He was playing basketball the other day. And so he's had a hair transplant. And yeah, yeah. Were looking, it was looking kind of good. He yeah. In the same place as Tiger went. And Ti- Tiger's hair looks like he hasn't had a hair transplant now. Um, but then he was he was playing basketball and he had no hat on or anything, and his hair was just out, and it was like tufts. Like some, oh, somebody even that. did a somebody even did like a, a sketch where it showed him getting shot at, and like the bullets like just hit his hair and took chunks <laughs> out of his hair, and that's how it looked. Oh um, shit! Okay, that's that's the that's the photo I'm looking at. Yeah, oh, so people are people are clowning him for that. I think to be fair, you know they've got every right to if the guys paid like. 30, 40,000 to, uh, you know, have his hair done or whatever the pay, and then it looks like that. Just leave it be, shave it off, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm wearing a hat today, not because I don't like being bald, but just because I am not a haircut because of quarantine, so I've got like an egg in a bun going on right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of like getting it transplanted, I don't know, I think it's that same society thing again, isn't it? People yeah, are comfortable. Yeah, there's one photo that looked good though. Like there was one photo where he obviously didn't try to put too much on, and it was just a thin bit of hair, but he had it sort of shaped up at the front. I but think I think the spraying that stuff on like Jamie Fox does. <laughs> you see Jamie Fox, he has a different hairline every day. <laughs> Jamie Fox, me. Yeah, I think the liner thing it, it kind of looked good, but then he's went a step further now with those because it's thicker now. Yeah, man, that, man. that didn't look good. But well, if it makes him feel better again, you know, all power to him. I'm sure it doesn't now that he's being roasted <laughs> online. But if it did initially make him feel better about himself, then yeah, go for it. <laughs> Some would say this is warranted or karma, who's also a female dog, um, because he shot Megan the Stallion in the foot. But it wasn't just that. He wasn't, he wasn't remorseful. He even made the album kind of about it. So, like, maybe the stress is getting to him. Or maybe, like, he needs to go for another... Because I think you need to get it topped up. It's like a boob job. Like, you need to okay. get... You need to get... <laughs> you need to get it, like, um, looked at every now and again. You know, hair thin. Because your hair is naturally going to go back to how it was. 
Because I don't know how it works. Bolden, no bold men are going to be bolding. Paying all this money. I mean, not so much these rappers and, and football players and stuff who can afford yeah. it, but just people who go to Turkey and spend like nine grand on it or whatever. Yeah. Oh, those ones are going to be like the bootleg ones. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but what? They, they put, got, they put like, weave in the skull. Why don't? Yeah, so... Our third topic on one earth. This is a packed what on earth today. <laughs> Bobby Schmurder released. Okay, we'll ask our, our new guest today, Jono. How do you think? Let's just let's just say hypothetically, just give mm. a prediction. How do you think Bobby Bobby Schmurder, his um career is gonna go from here? He's got it all in front of him, isn't he? Because there's so much hype just around the whole prison thing and the fact that he's became a meme like he's been a meme for the last however many years he's been inside he's, he's got that that momentum he can just do a 6-9 and kind of pile up these huge viral tracks if you know if he's got it in him and if that's what he wants to do but I think he's there's so much hype around him that the world's kind of he's oyster yeah. so you've got to just go for it start releasing stuff ASAP big flashy videos and they're going to just do incredible numbers Dude. at least for at least for right now when it's like super relevant but so that's that's I've, I've a key thing you said that has he got in it if he's got it in him mm. because you know um what was it hot hot n-word yeah that was a sick track but how long ago was that released it's not 2016 potentially i think in, it was 14 maybe was it He's been, I think, has he been locked up for seven years? Not Crazy. sure. But um, it might even be like 2012 or something like that, was it? Mm. No, no, but it he, wasn't 2012. He is running on a lot. Of, he's running on a lot of meme hype. Like, Some of them memes, the, the Thanos meme with the oh, heart. Yeah. Amazing. That's, but without that's that, amazing. it wouldn't still be talked about, though. That's, that's the thing. Like, is it the music anymore? So that one song's became this massive kind of cultural meme yeah and that's why is there's so much hype because i mean he wasn't exactly the best rapper of all that's time big. was he so that song was big though that song was huge yeah and it, it's endured because, because it was 2014 meme. by the way Ooh, which yeah. is scary <laughs> I, th- I think his first track's gonna do gonna do what it's meant to do hmm. and then i think it all depends what his music's like after that yeah but uh you know, hopefully he's got the right people around him and he's not going to get locked back up. Yeah. Hopefully he's not like Shine. Remember when Shine came out of prison? I know he was in for a bit longer, but he came out and he just couldn't <laughs> rap anymore. <laughs> he should have just been rapping in jail, man. I think we have a society where... No, not, not I think, I know. We have a society where they love to jump on the hype train. Oh, we all love it. We all love the hype. But then as soon as the hype dies down even a little bit you're on your own bruv next segment <laughs> real talk real talk that's 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 the that's how we go Didn't into you? it real talk that's my r&b night is r&b <laughs> intro stick to the rap and <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to do a hum- who he who must not be named segue into that real talk Oh yeah, yeah. Boris's four-step plan to get us out of lockdown. That's how I wrote it down there. 
O U T T A. So, the Conservatives' Lord and Savior, Boris Johnson, or BJ, as I like to call it, because he sucks, <laughs> has given us a four step plan to get us out of lockdown. Now, just like Megan the Stallion, I'm not a fan of Tories. However, how do you feel this lockdown is going to go? I mean, how do you feel this step out, these steps out of lockdown are going to go? Let me pull them up on my phone because you're not, if you're listening to this, you can see my two guests in front of me. They don't look optimistic at all. <laughs> I don't think I ever look Straight optimistic. Straight away when I said that, both of your faces just dropped like, um, okay. <laughs> nah, I, I think I think people need to, to chill out on it and understand that these dates are definitely subject to change and you oh. probably shouldn't be booking in your holidays and, and booking everything else in because, you know, things will change, I imagine. It's not going to be as smooth as it sounds, I don't think. Especially yeah, festivals. Think it's going to hit the dates. It's crazy. Do you not think those dates are going to be... I think they will be happens? moved. Oh, and, you know, they say, I'm, I'm going to lift it in, in July and there'll, there'll be no restrictions. It's just not, it's not true, is it? Like, there will be some sort of life-altering thing, you know what I mean? Festivals won't be the same, shows won't be the same. There will be some way of, I don't know, verifying whether you've had an injection or, or something, but I just can't imagine things being, you know, quote-unquote normal. You're going to have to take into account that it exists. People will still be wearing masks. You might have to wear masks at shows, potentially. I don't know, but I just don't think it's going to be normality as we knew it. You know what I mean? There's still going to be little things that stay now. For masks at shows is going to be brutal. Some of the yeah. gigs, when you're just there and you can hardly breathe anyway because you're packed tight and you're sweating your box off. Yeah. And then you've got to wear a mask as well. Don't get us wrong. I think it's probably pointless. It probably doesn't do much. But I imagine there's going to be some way, because like they're saying, all oh, Leeds and Redden Festival, they're, they're coming back, going to have everyone in. It just, it won't happen like that. There's going to be like a restricted capacity or something. I just can't imagine four months from now or whatever, you go from not being able to see anyone to having 40,000 people in a field or whatever, like together. I really, I just can't imagine it, but maybe I'm a pessimist. Yeah. I don't know enough about the, the kind of science behind it all, but do they even know whether these vaccines stop people from transmitting it? There's rumours every... There's just rumours we're hearing, and, and I'm pretty sure the government knows these rumours are going around. But let me not get in my conspiracy theory bag. I just think... The government knows what's going on and it's kind of like fear-mongering. And if you if you if everyone's in fear, then you can tell anyone to do what you want them to do. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. Once you put people in fear, they'll just follow what you're doing because they think it's gonna help them get out of the situation they're in, whatever it is. That's yeah, the this... most I'll say about that, because I don't want BJ and his and his goons to be knocking at my door. <laughs> this topic's difficult for me to talk about without turning it into like a tinfoil hat kind of podcast. Yeah. I just think there's there's so much distrust around everything, let's say. Um, you know, and, and it poses a lot of questions as to what why 
do they want to have this extra level of control as if they don't already control things enough? Um, you know, it does it does make you wonder what's on the horizon. It's it's crazy. However, let's just clown Boris anyway. So Boris, yeah, one week he was saying he's shaking hands with everyone. This was last year, at the time this podcast was recorded, last year. Um, and then the next week he says this 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 thing is quite serious. Literally the next week, I saw a video. One week, like maybe March the 2nd, he was saying, oh, I shook hands with everybody. Shook the next week everybody. he's pretending that he's got the virus. Next, mm. The week after that, to, to get away from all the heat, he's got the virus and he yeah. made a full recovery. Of course he did. <laughs> I just think I've never seen such a clown with so much power. And I think even this week he was saying he got into politics. I can't remember the reason, but it was like some because stu- his his family was in politics, or something. No, no, it was stupider than that. It was actually stupider than that. Oh, I can't remember it, man. He, but that's the thing, isn't it? I, yeah. I, I, I might be wrong, but but was his dad not a politician? Yeah, I or, think so. Oh, his or, dad's or crazier than him, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And this is the problem we've got in the country, isn't it? Yeah. I know this podcast not really the kind of podcast where we're getting into these deep issues like this, but is um, you know, it's it's that's the issue. We've got the same families, the same people continuing to be running the country, yeah, or at least people who are influenced by the same people from before. If they're not family, then they're at least influenced by them or taught by them. Or, or, you know, part of the lineage. They really need to start allowing more everyday people to be in positions of power. But, you know, I don't think that's going to happen, is it? Yeah. And stupid Boris, I think it was the other week or last week or whatever, he um, couldn't make one of the surgical gloves fit. And as, you know, the clown Boris would do, made a joke about OJ Simpson with surgical gloves. So... (laughs) Did he actually? Oh, yeah, this is real. This is the person that's running the country. The Queen's there just getting her money, not seeing what's going on, not caring. And this guy, she's left this clown to run the country. Um, reality is stranger than fiction, I think. Yeah. I am very strange. No. I- <laughs> <laughs> Was the joke funny, though? <laughs> or did, did he just bumble and go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what was the actual? I think, I think sometimes, yeah. Especially in your position, you just have to read the room. In his mm. case, read the country. Ta- yeah. Hundreds of he thousands of care, people have that. Di- Is it hundreds of thousands? Six figures of people have died yeah. or got cases. One of those. It's a lot of people. Um, and you're talking about a murderer. You're making a joke about a murderer. With surgical I mean, gloves. OJ definitely killed less people than Boris. Yeah, yeah. True. Just put it true. Out there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So it's less of a monster. A final segment of the week. And once and just before we get into this segment, I'd just like to thank JR. JR! John O'Ramsey for being on this pod today. We'll have you back on, yeah, if you're Please. if you're available. Yeah. yeah. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, um, thought you will probably have him back on, you know. <laughs> but, but yes, um, where can they find you again, Jono? Uh, at 
underscore ride music on everything ride music on youtube and i'll probably pop up so yeah uh up and coming hip-hop artists things like that rap grime drill we cover all that sort of stuff so find us on instagram or www.ridemusicblog.com fantastic fantastic that's the last time you're gonna do that intro because next time you come back we're just gonna go straight into it you know what yeah, i mean you just you, you have to know yeah, who yeah, i am yeah, next yeah, time you just have to know who he is next time yeah. track of the week so let me start this is where we pick each pick our tracks of the week tracks we've enjoyed this week they might not necessarily have to come out this week i changed that rule because of me um if you listen to previous podcasts um i'm still listening to albums from 2017 um, I'll catch up oh. soon. I'll catch up soon. I've just got a laptop full of albums I haven't listened to. Um, right now, I'm listening to um, a Boys to Men album from 2017. God knows why that's in my. Well, they still Boys to Men brought stuff. an album out in 2017. Exactly. Yeah. It's wow. it's covers though. Oh yeah, you know. Um, so my track of the week is called Zana White by an artist called Elijah Blake on his audio, audiology album. Um, if you saw Rick Ross's, was it Tiny Desk performance? He was the um, singer with the purple hair who was kind of messing up the performance in the background with his over singing. But I just like to, <laughs> I just like to let you know he's actually a pretty good singer. And that Zana White song is quite good, 2017. What's yours, um, you? I mean, I, I don't know if this is necessarily the best track that came out this week, but just because it's a bit of a mad one, bizarre and gigs, bad man. I was yeah, just Jono's face is like what? Yeah, I was just baffled that it was a song with with bizarre and with gigs, and they've done a video for it and everything. Um, yeah, like a the, the beat's got a bit of a kind of a, like a Griselda feel to it. Um, you know, it's kind of like a slow, dingy hip hop beat. Um, and Giggs is doing the, the classic slow flow on it. And Bizarre is bizarre, bizarre. Yeah. He's sat on the toilet in the video, smelling his, uh, smelling his shit and that off the toilet roll. Just, <sighs> he's being crazy. Um, so yeah, that's my track of the week. Remember when we emailed Bizarre to do an intro for the podcast? We asked yeah. how much it would be, and I think he quoted us like. I don't know, it was a few hundred anyway. Me, actually. For like a 30-second intro, or less than a 30-second intro. We just did it for a bit of a laugh, emailed him, and he got back to us. I didn't know it would be so affordable, to be honest. I think it was a couple of hundred. It might have been a grand, I don't know. I think it was less than that, though. Yeah, I'm I think not I remember you saying something like 350 $350. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was advertising on Facebook for like... Um, features. Features, yeah. Yeah. And they were—they didn't look that bad in terms of press, but then you think, "What's bizarre gonna do?" I really you gotta want think that? how much pull does he have as an artist? They'd be kind of funny, like I mean, that's—and I think that's what he's relying on. Yeah, you know, he's put as in much the as work. That you know, you can't you can't disagree with. He's done more than you know ninety nine percent of of rappers in the world, and he's put in the work, but. Um, you know how much how much pull does he have these days? Is it is it worth your investment? Yeah, I mean I don't know. I just want to talk about gigs quickly. Where we used to have gigs. If you're talking the hardest gigs, better pop up in your thoughts as an artist. Jeez! And then in this track, I heard um, 
gigs rapping about what essentially I rap about. Sip tropical juice, eat Jaffa cakes. <laughs> He's just being real, isn't he? <laughs> probably, he probably likes both of them. So shout out gigs, man. Hit me up for a collab. Gigs what? He once sent me a voice message. What? Yeah, it wasn't that exciting though. So we're at a show, a gig show at the O2 Academy. Yeah. And I uploaded some photos of him afterwards. And he wanted me to take one down because there was a a Nike tick in the background on his screen, but he's yeah. like sponsored by someone else. So he was like <laughs> asking to take it. I'll say that. Oh my gosh, that's scary. I think you take the one down with the Nike trainer. Come on, has got some fucking Adidas thing going on with the show and that. So that Nike trainer man's going to take it off of that. But I don't really want it getting around online, you know, the ones that. So I think you just take that one down with the Nike trainer. But yeah, man, we're showing it. Mate, you know, I wouldn't even finish listening to the message. I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, sir, gigs. <laughs> I did, I did. I was like, yes, sir, thank you, sir. Yeah, Three yeah. bags full. Yeah, yes, sir. For the goons show up at your door. Oh, God. <laughs> walk, it won't be a walk in the park then. <laughs> so, what's your track of the week, John? Um, it's a new one from a guy called Digger D. He just released, okay, yeah. I think, his debut album, Made in the Pyrex. Um, Blue Woo is what it's called. Um, yeah, great track. He's like one of the biggest artists in UK drill right now. Um, the BBC did like a little documentary on him a few months ago, actually. And yeah, he's just came from like this really underground name as obviously they all are to like this big deal. You know what I mean? He was mm-hmm. doing doing big numbers, like considering it. But it's like, yeah, the lyrics are really kind of classic drill, like. Grimy. like a lot of stuff's like blanked out because it, it's probably you know dry snitching um, a lot of chefing a lot of yeah chefing and we ain't talking about the kitchen <laughs> and other words um but yeah it's a, it's a good album made in the pyrex if that's what if you're into uk drill or drill in general he's got he's got a bit of hype behind him yeah the boy digs <laughs> digs double d <laughs> i don't know him personally I, again Topic of the the pod. I don't want the goons showing up at my door. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, in your neighborhood podcast. Thank you guys for coming on today. Um, we'll be back next week by God's grace. Amen. Oh, and and um, promo. Yeah, go check out that um um lyric video for God knows in it. It's on YouTube. I need more than thirty views. <laughs> Yo, reality. Your boy from Hackney. AKA black guy in your neighborhood, AKA my mother's favorite rapper. And this is the In Your Neighborhood podcast, baby. Baby. Baby.